0: I want to start today by encouraging you, and we're not, um, we're not going to go beyond the normal stop time, but hey, this is another Sunday when the Lord did what he wanted to do. I think he thinks he's Lord or something. Okay, I've got to organize myself, maybe, here we go, all right, so you can put the title, there it is, yeah, listen to this, last weekend, Friday night and Saturday, a group of us here at the barn went to, what was it, the Cecil County Fair Festival or something, Cecil College, what was the name of it, See. I'm sorry, what? Okay, so this occurred on the campus of the Cecil College, right? Okay. All right, so a number of us went down there and ministered for about a total of 12 hours. And guys, let's rejoice in the work of the Lord. Look at this. During those 12 hours, we had six people come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, 13 miraculous, that means instantaneous healings, 24 24 prophetic words given to people and it knocked their socks off. That's got to be Rod, man. (laughs) Seven deliverances right there on the campus. And many other forms of ministry like songs of blessing released over people and uh, prophetic art that was then given to people that described there who they were in the Lord and where they were in the Lord. So 2000... (laughs) 2019 is a year when this church is going to go out and penetrate the communities around us with the powerful love of Jesus Christ as never before. This is an apostolic year for this church. The word apostolic contains within it the notion of sending forth. And we have been marinating in the spirit of God here for a long time. And we're not going to stop. It's good to be marinated and saturated and soaked in the presence of God. It's always wonderful. But it can't be an end in itself. Because we want to go and give the love of God away to everybody all around us. And that's what's going to happen this year as never before. Prophetically also in our time before the meeting began today, in our time of prayer in the prayer room, we felt very strongly that the Lord said that 2019 was going to be a year of the manifestation. The word manifest means to come into tangibility, come into a place where things are heard and seen. This year is going to be a year of manifestation, coming into visibility of much that many of us have been praying for for years and haven't seen but this year is going to be a year we're going to see the results and the answers it's going to happen so what I want to do today is I want to teach quickly through a few scriptures and I've been speaking of marinating I've been marinating in these scriptures now for about three weeks since haven't been able to give this teaching, but I want to give it today, and I want to really focus. I'm going to move pretty quickly, and I'm going to uh, going to uh, bunch a lot of scriptures that relate to the same topic, and the topic is faith, but I want this to be a teaching of impartation. This might not be the most logically organized and well-presented teaching that you've ever heard from me, but hopefully it will be a teaching of impartation. So Holy Spirit, I pray now that you would take these words of mine. And you would put your weight and your power and your anointing on them. That they would not be words that go into our minds only. But they would be imparted directly into our hearts, Lord God. That we would end up walking out of this room. Every one of us in the room. Walking out of this room filled with a greater measure of powerful biblical faith than ever before in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. All right. So... The Apostle Paul, when he was writing much of the New Testament in the form of letters and uh, all through the Gospels as well, but particularly in the letters of the New Testament, we have this incredible revelation, this incredible insight that really is probably the central underpinning of New Testament Christianity. Other than, and this is, you know, there's no other than because the, the real centrality of New Testament Christianity is, of course, Jesus Christ Christ risen from the dead, ascended, Lord of all. Right? So that's, that's the center. But what the Apostle Paul brought to the church through his writings and through his itinerant preachings all over the known world at the time, or most of the known world, was a new way he wrote, or it was written in, in um, the book of uh, Hebrews, Paul probably wasn't the author of that book, but somebody was. People are not sure who it was. But whoever wrote the book of Hebrews coined a phrase, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that we come to God in a new and living way. A new and living way. So new is not renewed from the past, but it's a brand new kind of way. So instead of coming to God on the basis of, of religious works instead of coming to God on the basis of a performance uh, mentality with regard to walking in righteousness and avoiding sin. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not the way that we, that we come into a place of being saved, salvation or acceptance in God. But the apostle Paul found this scripture in Habakkuk 2 4 which simply says the just, the righteous ones, will live by faith. So this this amazing reality, I hate to call it a concept. It is a concept, of course. What the mind thinks, the mind thinks in terms of ideas or concepts. So we can conceive of this idea called faith, but really it's so much more than just an idea. It's a pervasive spiritual reality that grips our whole internal being. It's deep inside us. I love to call these spiritual realities that we talk about love and and joy and peace and patience, the fruit of the Spirit and heaven itself, invisible realities that are in the spiritual world. These things have substance. They have reality to them it's not a physical reality but it's a reality even more powerful and weighty and real than the physical reality around us and that's very difficult for us to conceive of or to understand because we look at the stuff around us and collection of atoms and molecules forming themselves into certain shapes and, 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 and they're buzzing, of course, you know, with, with, with energy and power underneath, but they're conglomed together so that they become these physical things that we see. And, and we can experience this reality with our senses. But we need to know that there's a reality that's more real, more weighty, more substantial than the physical, and it is the spiritual reality of heaven and God and the things of God. Paul says, Paul, Paul called the first reality temporal, and the second reality, what? Eternal. Eternal. The things of eternity are more real. You know, just a, a, real cu- a real quick side note. How many of you, as part of your growth in the Lord, read C.S. Lewis? Okay. How many of you have read his book called The Great Divorce? So you know that the way he depicts these two realities. So physical reality and then heavenly or spiritual reality. And, and he reverses the way our senses understand what is more real? So in his book, The Great Divorce, C.S. Lewis depicts physical reality as having a certain, a certain weight, but spiritual reality, sin even, that's the negative spiritual reality, but the things of heaven are actually more weighty and more heavy in than the physical reality so that the grass of heaven the the ground area of heaven if you step on it it kind of crunches with greater weight and substance than the physical reality now I'm not going to pursue this anymore but I just want to say that he does this because he wants to convey to us that heaven is more real than earth And the things of heaven are more real, they're more long-lasting, they're eternal, right? Things of this world have a beginning and have an end. Things of the next world never end. So, I want to bring this up because faith is such a thing. So, to walk by faith is to walk in a dimension of reality, and I know I'm sounding a little mystical here. But and that's kind of why. I'm... <laughs> Whoa. Oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wear my hoodie? <laughs> okay. No, seriously. She's got her own. <laughs> All right. There we go. But. I just, want to, I just want to convey to you that faith is a heavenly substance. Amen. It's a reality that streams from God. The Bible says it's a gift of God. So a gift of God is, a, is something of the substance of God himself that flows into us. So what is the love of God? That too is a gift of God. But the love of God is God in the manifestation of his nature as love. What's the joy of the Lord? It's the Lord's joy, the joy in him that's undisturbed, that's ecstatic, that's everlasting. And that joy can flow into us. And that joy is not dependent on circumstances at all. Why? Because it's connected to he who is way beyond circumstances. Right? So it's his joy. It's his love. And it's his faith. And I want to I just convey to you that this is what Paul discovered. Paul discovered, I believe he had discovered it at the point of his encounter of the majestic, risen Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. When he discovered this heavenly reality that streamed from the risen Son of God and streamed right into Paul. And made him aware there was a whole new way of getting to the Father than Judaism ever ever taught in reality. Now there were hints of this in Judaism. But the teachers and the the practitioners of Judaism and the scribes and those who led the religion obscured it in so many other rituals and such things. But Paul discovered that it's by this faith this faith that flows into and occupies our hearts, that, that, that this, is, this is the way to God the Father through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ by the faith which is the gift of God that flows into us as we believe and trust in the Lord. Now, I want to say something about this word faith. Faith is often translated in our Bibles as belief and I think that's a poor translation, to be honest with you, because what it does is it gives us the connotation, that means the, the, the feel, the feel of the word belief is, it, is that it's an intellectual thing. Now, there is intellectual content to our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, there is. Yeah. And we're to know that. But the, but the basic reality of relating to God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ is by this utter and complete trust. I much prefer rendering the word faith as complete and total trusting dependency on. Oh. Total and complete. So, so if I come up to Rod here, I can believe... That you are a human being, that you have a bald head, <laughs> that, that you are enviably skinny, <laughs> and other things about you, right? So I can have beliefs about you, but that's a very different thing from me coming up. I wouldn't do this, <laughs> but if I came and I said, wow, I completely surrender my life into your care. I completely trust myself over to your power to make everything about my life that you want to happen, happen. And for you to take care of me, for you to empower me, for you to grow me up, I depend on you for everything having to do with life and godliness. It's all from you and for you and through you and to you. Rod. No, No. God. (laughs) Lord, God, he's you. So I so I. <laughs> Sorry, just seat. Seat. You just want to make sh- You just want to make sure nobody in the room really thinks that about you, right? Yeah. Pretty sure nobody does, man. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> so I can have beliefs about him, but for me to trust myself into him, which is faith. Cling to another meaning of the word faith is cling to, cling to. <laughs> so I can I can hug you, but I'm probably not going to cling to you. <laughs> but to cling to is to be, have absolute dependence on, and to receive the life from another, and that's the true essence of faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the way. This is what Paul discovered. That's the way that that we. Who find God as spirit empowered New Testament Christians? That's that's what it's all about. I mean, you've heard the cliche, right? Christianity is not a religion; it's a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of a, a kind of a, a, a way that we describe what we walk in, but it's so true. That relationship is so intimate and so sweet and so dependent, and it's so it's so on our part. It's so totally. And I can't get away from this word. It's so trusting. It is a walk of absolute and total trust in the living God, in the the person of Jesus Christ. And it's so amazing. And that's what he found. That's what transformed Paul. That's what made Paul completely turn his back on a religion that he had devoted, what, 40 years, 45 years of his life? Who knows how old he was? Some people probably do, but I'm not sure. But he just... And he had attained such pinnacles in that, in that religion. He said, no, that's, that's the wrong way. There's a new and living way. That's the way of faith. So the just will live by faith. So I want to I just, a couple more things, and then we'll see where we go. Oh, Lord, what do I do? All right. I to read this to you. This is not a slide. we don't have a slide. You, you can turn that off if you want to, so it's not to confuse people. First John 5:14 contains these words. This is the bold confidence that we have before him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And we know that if He hears us, whatever we ask, that we have what we have asked of Him. That scripture is so packed with the, the the personal and subjective feeling of what faith really is. Faith is this complete trust in the living God and in his promises to us that he makes in his word. That we hear from him. And, you know, and I want to say something else too. I mean, I, I have a Bible here. I have the... The, um, the Passion Bible and it's, a, it's an excellent rendering of the, of the New Testament and some of the Old Testament. And I can, I can read this and I can again read it intellectually and I can understand it. Anybody in this room who's got a reasonably good brain, you can understand the concepts, you can understand the words and the phrasing is put together. You can process it intellectually. But you know, when God... The Holy Spirit shines his light on any portion of the concepts in here. That light lights up our hearts. And we not only know conceptually, but we know that we know that we know that we know deep in here. And guys, that's another beautiful description of what genuine faith is i got real tripped up early on in my christian walk not because of anybody's fault not even my own really but but i simply did not understand what the nature of true faith was and i had a dramatic encounter of the lord saving me so i came into the lord and it was great but i didn't know how to walk in faith i didn't know how to pray in faith i didn't know how to ask god for stuff and no That I was going to receive what I was asking. Because I thought it was by means of conceptual understanding. Because I had kind of been an intellectual in college. And so when I came to the Lord I imported that understanding of how to live life. But I found out that living the true life of Christianity is living life by the life-giving power and light of the Spirit of God. Evangelical Christianity has missed so much because they focused on what's called propositional truth. Nothing wrong with propositional truth. It's good to think well and according to biblical concepts. That's important. But it's no substitute for learning how to hear the sweet, still, small voice of the Holy Spirit as He speaks the true truth of God right into our hearts. And that's faith. I didn't know that. And I beat myself up a lot because I thought I was walking in faith and failing all the time and like, what was this all about? I couldn't understand it. But I wasn't walking in faith. I was, I was walking in conceptual knowledge. So that was not right. So since then, many decades ago, many moons ago, I, I've learned over the decades, deeper and deeper, by the grace of God, how to walk in the light of the Lord. <laughs> how to walk according to the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit who whispers into my heart the truth is that he's sharing with me and you know what i've discovered is when he does that faith is the natural supernatural result yes faith comes by hearing the word of god and that word word is the word rema not logos logos is the fullness of scriptural truth wonderful thing fantastic? So happy we have it. But Rhema is when the Holy Spirit shines his light into a portion of God's word, a verse or a, or a phrase, and makes that thing light up from the inside. So you know that the living God is speaking through his written word in a living voice to you, to you, then it's yours. In the heart. You ever think about this? I'm going to stop now pretty soon. It's time to stop. But. Romans 10.10 says. That with the what man believes or has faith. With the heart. Not the brain. Nothing wrong with the brain Again. I hope I have a good one and some of you have decent ones. Now, you... Nothing wrong with that. But we, Spirit-empowered believers, must be in touch with the the rhema of God. The Word within the Word. The Word that the Holy Spirit shines His light on and speaks to us and says, this is to you. You know, I gave you one illustration of my own life. Of this word of God that came to me and birthed true faith within me. And I've said it at least once over the past month or so when I've talked to you about this. And for one reason, I don't know quite why I'm led to go back to it again. But I told you before that for many, many years as a believer, I was really struggling with this issue of God's supplying full provision for me. And I struggled with it. I had doubt about it. So doubt is the word double... I mean it comes from the, the, the English word double D-O-B and means back and forth, wavering. So I was think God's a provider, and, you know, why isn't he doing it? You know? God's a provider, I don't see it. God's a provider. And so that was my so I really struggled and I really prayed and I got before God. And, and there was a time when I was before him, and I was lifting this before him. And He spoke to me by His Spirit. And what He said is in His Word. But when He spoke it, His Word came alive in here. And He said, from this day on, as you trust Me, I will always provide for you. Now, I don't remember the exact words, but that's close enough. So, in essence, he communicated to me that his promise of being Jehovah Jireh, my provider, was absolutely correct and true. And that the God who promised was well able to fulfill that. And I didn't have it in my head, I had it in my heart. And you know what, guys? From that day, and I was probably in my 30s when that happened. And I'm not in my 30s anymore. (laughs) But from that day until now, I have never, ever doubted God or struggled in any, well, I want to say struggled in any way really with God's provision in my life. And you know what? God's provision has been absolutely faithful and steadfast. And I want to say to you guys today, if you're struggling with that, You get with God, you hear the words that I'm saying to you right now because these are the words that God spoke to me and I believe that the words that God speaks to us personally in our hearts when we communicate them, those words can be re-anointed to other people's hearts. So I want to say to everybody in this room, God is your provider, Absolutely, absolutely, without doubt. Don't look at the circumstances. You look at the promises of our faithful God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Always train your spirit to do that. Jesus, impart this faith today that we may all believe it so deeply in our hearts, God. And we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives and He is our salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Let's stand together. No, of course, I didn't get to any of my notes. <laughs> God, we thank you so much. Man, Lord. God, man, Lord. <laughs> Not rod, man, Lord. <laughs> he has to forgive me. He's a Christian. So, Lord, we thank you so much for the amazing outpouring of your presence today. We thank you for having made us a body here that loves you and loves one another and loves the world around us as you love the world. And, God, we pray that, man, we pray, Lord, that this incredible faith that's a gift of you would flow into our hearts as never before. Lord, that we would have overflowing, ever-abounding, always-abounding faith from one level of glory on up to another level of glory and still on up to another level of glory. Ad infinitum. (laughs) So, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the reality of who you are to us And thank you for everything that you promise us and that you provide for us, God. Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Woo. I just felt this uh, for people. Yeah. Okay, guys, hold on. So, um, just real quickly, if you are—I just felt—if you're suffering from depression or you haven't been experiencing God's joy at the level that you think you should, I'll pray with you because that's going to change. And Casey's got, whoops, Casey's got a couple of words to share too. Um,
1: so someone still has a headache and you're chalking it up to, I'm just hungry or I haven't drank enough water. Um, but like that's what you've been sitting here thinking during the service is like, Oh, I'm just hungry. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. Blah, 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 blah your headache's going to go. Also, the lower back, some people are still experiencing things in their lower back. And for the people who are going to pray, their left leg is shorter, and there's more than one person in here with that. So just sit them down, have them go all the way back, tell their leg to grow, it'll grow, they'll get up, they'll test it, they'll be fine. And then um, also, I don't know what organ this is. I want to say it's a kidney, but I don't know if that's just There's a kidney down there somewhere. Is this a kidney?
0: In the back's kidney? Oh, so, well, someone appendix? got something
1: with an organ right here.
0: Appendix? Liver? Liver? I don't know. <laughs> it's here. <laughs>
1: something. I don't know. Feel something there. That's what, you know. All right. Oh, the nurse said spleen.
0: The nurse said spleen. All right. So, obviously, God wants to do more ministry before you leave. If that's you, don't miss it. You can miss the effect of a word of knowledge by simply not responding to it. So come forward and receive that in Jesus' name. Go in peace. And check out the uh, small group fair out there. and Check out the small groups in the All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Come on up. See you next time. Bye.